Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. What's up, my friends? Welcome to this bonus episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I am here with Original Sin of Red Stick Roller Derby and head coach here at Crash Course. And we wanted to bring you this bonus episode because it is tournament season. People are getting ready to travel. And man, it can be tough to travel as an athlete. So we thought we would break down each of our top five how to travel as an athlete tips so that you can travel like a badass kick more ass and win more tournaments. What's up, Sin? What's up, Chrissy? Some of us have already had tournaments and are reeling from having to figure out life and travel and an entire season of even more intense tournaments with Whoopteda's new ranking division. (laughs) It's just finished All-Stars. You guys are going straight into, when's Clover Cup? Clover Cup is in a couple weeks. I leave on the 31st of March. So it's that first weekend of April. So it's coming Um, right up. And then you guys have another one after in June, right? In the beginning of May. So we're going to go from Clover Cup to Southern Discomfort. Yeah. And what is, because you have something right before you come down to Costa Rica, right? I was. We are actually moving that and we have a couple multi-game weekends coming up after that. So our two big tournaments right now are Clover Cup and So Disco. And I'm sure a lot of other teams are, are hitting that up. And we just, I know some other teams just finished with March badness and then there's going to be tiny tourney. There's so much happening in roller derby right now. You guys, and everybody's traveling everywhere. So even though you may be meeting up with sin on the track, she is here to help you kick more ass. It's almost like you're giving away your secrets, but it's okay. We just want to be better at roller derby because whenever better at roller derby, then roller derby gets better. And I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that kind of the point? Yeah, that is 100% the point. All right. Well, let's make everyone fucking kick more ass at roller derby. So here are our top five tips on how to travel as an athlete. Do you want to go first with your number one? Absolutely. Sure. Number one, whether you are planning to drive to this tournament or fly to this tournament, make a plan. So in our crash course community, in our programs, we talk a lot about prep as a mindset tool for maximizing your time, putting a little bit more effort on the front end of your life to give yourself more security, more freedom, less guilt, and more settled emotions, everything on the back end. So tournament week, planning to travel, no different. Make a menu. Do you know your destination? If you are driving, look at Google Maps. If you're flying, look at your airports and think about where you're going to be and think about what you need. One of my absolute like mantras is to plan for protein and vegetables. The carbs and fat will find you. So if you're building a meal plan, if you're building a menu, you're thinking about nutrition. I'm thinking about macros. I'm thinking about fuel that's going to get me there to my destination and through my tournament weekend. 
protein and vegetables are often the hardest things to find in the wild, unless you're willing to get your protein out of a juicy burger or <laughs> like some rando beans and rice at a convenience store, right? Like I make my menu, I prep my protein, I bring some vegetables and this gets divided into whether I'm driving or flying exactly what goes into it. But the idea is that right. I'm planning around those as priorities. Awesome. Yeah. My number one is really similar because I mean, you do have to have a plan. Like when I first started playing derby, like no one was really talking about like athlete nutrition or anything like that. We were eating like taco Bell. game. Yeah. And so one of the things as I started playing higher level derby and we started traveling to some of these higher level tournaments, everyone was a lot more mindful about what they ate. And so like as a team, first thing we did, we would touch down, we would find a grocery store and then we would get what we needed. And for me, it was very similar. It was like figuring out, okay, what is my protein source? Cause that is probably one of the hardest things to find. And for me, it was always, I'm my biggest things were bag salads, rotisserie chickens and tortillas because I could make super dope wraps super easily. Um, and so I think a lot of times people think that traveling as an athlete is like really hard to find food, but it's really not if you know some of those basics. I mean, you can get like little packets of, I really like the refried beans and little packets that are like yeah. just literally beans. And I'll do even something like, I remember when I first started doing this, I would literally do those with like the packets of tuna or chicken and like roll that shit up in a tortilla. And I was like super happy before I discovered the bag salads were a thing. But yeah, making sure that like your team is like swinging by a grocery store as soon as you get there. Or I mean, at this point you could probably even do a grocery delivery to your hotel. And if you don't have a refrigerator in your hotel, you can also just like get a cooler and put ice in it or, you know, a la roller con, you can just fill your bathtub with ice and then just leave all of your items to cool in there. <laughs> that also works too. Oh, which is my number two. I'll just go into my number two, yeah. which is keep stuff cold. The best ways to do this, number one, call ahead, make sure you've got a refrigerator. If you don't plan on bringing, like if you have like, for example, a backpack that's waterproof, you can literally dump ice in it and use it as a cooler. You can also pack your stuff in a cooler, bring a cooler with you, especially if you're driving, just bring a fuck cooler. But again, if you are staying in a hotel or something, just finding something that you can refrigerate everything in is really key. What did you have for your number two? My number two was packing essentials for driving versus flying. So you, we have to be kind of specific about our, our packing and what we're bringing with us as far as like prepping for food and things like that. When we're driving, we might have a little bit more space in the car, but we've also got probably people going with us and gear and clothes and all those other things. So grabbing your cooler and then being mindful of what we're putting into it, how we're going to keep things cold, as you said, protein powder, again, prioritizing protein and vegetables, grabbing tortillas if you need it snacking veggies with some hummus. I like to pre-portion my protein so that I'm not bringing giant tubs or containers. So I'll just put them in little Ziploc bags and I'll label them. I'll have the protein shake meal replacements, but I'll also have beverage mix that I can throw into a water bottle. Yeah. For flying, that is also the same. It may feel a little sketch to have a Ziploc bag of white powder in your backpack. They don't care. They do they don't not care. care. Security check does not care, especially if you label but, it and have stickers on it. And they're just like, you're a weirdo, but okay. <laughs> they might test it and like make sure it's not explosives, but they always give it back. Yeah. I, oh I my God. Some... <laughs> also, one thing that you should not do, I put a entire container of like almost like a Gatorade type powder mm -hmm. into my gear bag. No. 
with all of my gear that was still wet from oh. my practice before oh, I packed it. And then on the way there, the, the container exploded oh, no. and all of the powder covered my skates and my gear and everything. And then it liquefied into this slimy, sticky, sugary, electrolyte goo. And I, I could see my face right now. Oh my God. <laughs> So make sure that you don't put it in with your gear. Yeah. Keep your, keep your gear separate from your food rule. Also, that should have been rule number one for traveling <laughs> as an athlete, separate your food and your gear. Also pro tip, separate your clothes and your food. So packing essentials, it's not just about food either. If you're flying, pack your Jersey in your carry-on. Oh yeah. Don't check your Jersey, grab yourself some underclothes and have a change of clothes in your backpack. And then Throw a grocery bag in between that and like your food essentials, which would for me be an empty water bottle because you got to get through security, an empty shaker cup, your pre-portioned protein. I do at least two servings because to me, that's like two meals. And in worst case scenario, that's two meals. I don't have to worry about pre-portioned protein beverage mix, some like edamame, because to me, that's an easy, also kind of a proteiny vegetable that I can snack on. And a couple other things like that, like protein bars, your favorite protein bar, throw a couple of those in your bag. Apples. I love apples. apples. On yeah. Solids like that will get you through security, right? Because we know that liquids are an issue. Think about that. And then all of these things are relatively small and compact and they can get squished and you don't have to worry about it. So maybe don't put in chips because that's going to be dust before everything <laughs> is said and done. You know, a sandwich might end up squishy and nasty. Like things yeah. like that. Think about durable things that can get knocked around in an overhead compartment, things that are going to be not needing to be cooled down if you're flying, things you can eat at literally any time. Also things that you can dump in water or in something that you can then get at an airport. You can usually get a milk of some kind at an airport cafe. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my number three is also a packing essential. So I'm just going to tack it onto your number two, which is bring a foam roller. Oh. Bring Foam roller is so good because trust me, you're going to want to roll out after those tough games. The best way to do this, because you're probably like, Chrissy, crash a foam roller takes up so much freaking room. Well, you can buy these foam rollers that are like PVC with some squish on the outside and they're circular, obviously, because they're a foam roller and they're hollow. So you can like stuff all your clothes and things inside of them. And then they take up literally no space in your bag. It's like one of hands down, one of the most important things like that I always bring with me to a tournament because you really like, you need to take that time for recovery and roll your muscles out. They will thank you the next day. Oh my God. That kind of goes into one of my points too, for like traveling as an athlete is training. So training in general, thinking about activity, right? Traveling as an athlete can really throw your normal like training routine out the window. If I'm traveling to a tournament, I'm already on a deload week. So mm -hmm. I'm not lifting as heavy. I'm prioritizing rest and mobility. So planning for that, if I'm going on a long drive, I'm going to plan active stops. Um, rest areas are really cool these days. Like if you're going, if you're stateside at state borders, the rest areas are usually a little bit more elaborate. A lot of them have like really cool places for you to walk around. Some of them have museums that you can check out when you stop there. So it's really interesting and free. Also brown signs. Brown signs are cultural and historic markers along the interstates and highways. So if you're planning for stops, you can also find places to use the bathroom. Like even if it's in the woods, it's still a place to go guys, but it's places for you to get I get the jungle every day. Yeah, Chrissy. <laughs> day that ends in Y if I haven't peed outside. 
California <laughs> as we're recording this. And I legit, like, I don't know what to do now that I can't just pee anywhere I want to. Like, it's <laughs> really creative right now. Oh my God. Like I literally like peed behind like a pine tree yesterday, like on some like path. Cause I was just like, I just, but I, but I, I have to go now. <laughs> and your body is conditioned to be able to just go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have the hold it muscle anymore. And I was curious what you were going to say when you said brown signs. Cause I saw this yeah. like, in, like that's a brown sign. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, and this also, while you're traveling helps keep you out of gas stations, which can be kind of a place where you could give in to some like, I'm tired, I want candy, yada, yada, yada. If you don't want to make those choices, if those choices don't feel powerful to you, these are other options to get your body moving, to find a place to go to the bathroom at like a rest area, something free for you to do, something to give your brain a break from driving. These are all yeah. things that I think of. Because again, driving to a tournament can be a stressor all on its own. Oh God, I think it's worse than flying. Right. It is. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you know, you're talking five, seven hours, you're probably in a car with people, you know, so I'm sure you like those people. They're your teammates, but like, you still need a break. If you're flying again, I check out my airports ahead of time because a lot of airports are also large and you can walk around and you can stretch. I have done yoga sessions in the Dallas airport before, yeah. like specifically the Dallas one. Cause I was there for like 20 hours <laughs> unexpectedly. So like, yeah, map, get, yeah get a digital map of your airport. Yeah. So I like to pack my, my yoga mat if I'm driving and resistance bands, if I'm flying because resistance bands, number one, give me something to play with. And number two, if you want to get a little bit of a workout in, you don't need any space for that. Yeah, you can just do like some shoulder mobility or tie really annoying teammates if they're being annoying in the car. Yeah, I have used resistance yeah. bands for fun as, as much as, if not more than actual like workouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so my number four was hydration and airplanes. Mm -hmm. And actually it was the same for cars. I don't know about y'all, but I'm super sensitive to air conditioning and it like sucks the water out of me. And I usually find if I'm not paying attention to my hydration, especially on an airplane, I'm usually screwed for the next day or so. And if the whole purpose of us getting to this place is to be able to be ready to play a roller derby game, being dehydrated when you get there is probably the worst situation that you can be in. So my tip number four is just making sure that you are drinking water like a mofo. It gives you a reason to get up and stretch while you're on the plane because you're going to get up and pee all the time. And then also just ensuring that your body is ready by the time you get there. So I typically drink a lot of water. I bring a couple of electrolyte packets with me mm -hmm. and I will drink those on the plane as well. Yes. This was my point number four as well. Water. The last thing we want in, to be going into a tournament is to be de dehydrated from travel, especially if we've spent our tournament prep week working on our hydration. We don't want to ruin it just because we have to drive somewhere or fly somewhere and we're maybe worried about rest stops or worried about using the bathroom or things like that. So if you're flying, my pro tip is to fill your water bottle before you go to security and drain the water bottle before you yeah. go to security. I have a 32 ounce water bottle that I take everywhere with me. So even if things get hectic and I don't have time to stop for more water, that's 32 ounces of water I have going with me onto the plane. Okay. Then with your empty water bottle, the security guards won't yell at you. And then most often in a lot of airports, they have water refilling stations. So worst case scenario, you got to hit a bathroom sink, but more often now you're seeing water bottle refill stations that you can refill your water bottle at. So you're saving yourself a little bit of money too. 
but if you but if you need to you can buy a water bottle at a convenience store and starbucks in most airports starbucks are usually really nice yes and the best part about filling your water bottle before you get to security is you get to impress all the security guards with your chugging skills and they're like 32 water no problem let me just get that yeah yeah (laughs) pretend do that before you're like right in the front of the line otherwise the people behind you might get angry (laughs) while they're waiting for you to chug I like pressing all of them with my chug skills. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, that's for your flying. If you're driving, just a quick oh. tip, right? Again, fill your water bottle. Get a pack of water. Get a pack of water and keep it in your car. That mm-hmm. way, when you finish your water bottle, you are not now looking for a gas station to get another drink. You have drinks in your car. And if Smart. something happens and you have stops and you're making stops or someone needs to do something or God forbid something happens and your car breaks down, you have water with you at all yeah. times. Yes. Must hydrate in case your car ends on a deserted island. Yep. It's just supposed to be a three-hour tour. Yeah. Three-hour tour. Uh, <laughs> three-hour tour. Three-hour tournament. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So Chrissy, I think both of us had the same final point in different ways, which was snacks. Snacks. Talk about your snacks. So my snacks, my snack tip was snacks for getting there. So one of my my prep rule, right, for making a, a travel menu is plan for proteins and veg. Well, snacks are kind of a little bit of the exception for don't prep for carbs. The carbs will find you. We mm-hmm. want to kind of, let's, okay, let's be real. We're going to want a snack while we're driving. We're going to want a snack while we're traveling. Snacks are fun. Snacks help keep us happy. So maybe we're in the car for 12 hours and or where flight has just been delayed. I think we're all feeling, we've all experienced that at least once in the last couple of years, stuck in a strange airport. We don't want to leave our snacking options 100% up to the outside world. All right. That's yeah. how we end up with Taco Bell. And if you want Taco Bell, great. But like, I don't. So... <laughs> Plan a few ideas yourself to ensure that you're always able to make a powerful decision no matter where you are or what's going on around you. So a couple of my favorite snacks that I will pack, whether I'm driving or flying, are going to be sunflower seeds. They take effort to eat. They come in several different flavors. They keep me occupied and, and they're tiny and I can get them in tiny bags. I don't have to get bulk bags. So even Mm -hmm. if I drain a whole bag, like it's a limited quantity. Gum. I like to have two different kinds of gum. Peppermint peppermint gum. I know I'm smiling because I'm a child. I like to have peppermint gum to keep my breath nice. But I also like to have a fun flavor that I can blow bubbles with. Because (laughs) (laughs) if I'm driving and I'm bored, I need to have something to do. Again, Mm -hmm. like neurodivergent, ADHD, and I have a tendency to like bite my hands and like make my cuticles bleed. If I'm chewing fun gum, I'm going to blow bubbles instead of chewing on my cuticles. <laughs> also air popped popcorn. I have mm-hmm. an air popper. It was one of the best decisions I ever made with my life because I love popcorn, but bagged popcorn tends to be a little bit buttery. They don't always have fun flavors. I pop my own popcorn ahead of time. I bag it up and I get to season it however I want. So I make like a savory popcorn and I make a sweet popcorn. And then it allows me this like light, nice, fresh, crunchy snack with awesome seasonings that I get to take with me. And it is a little bit more like space consuming so i don't make as much if i if i'm flying but it's still a solid food and we'll go through security checks yes oh my gosh i don't know about you guys but like i legitimately like want to travel with sin now 
<laughs> oh, snacks are my jam. Like, I don't mess around. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, so my number five was snacks also. And it was just that, you know, a lot of times it was basically snack frequently because a lot of times we think, oh, well, I'm just going to treat this like regular. I'm going to have my breakfast and then I'm going to go and maybe have a snack and I'll have lunch and whatever. But at the end of the day, when we're traveling, like, hey, you do get bored. And like, sometimes you want to just like snack on shit. And there's like so much available at the airport that you just probably don't want to put in your body. And so just allow yourself and pre-plan by bringing like extra, extra snacks. So for me, like I said, I really love apples. This sounds really dumb, but when I go on like an airplane trip, I'll usually bring like four or five apples. Because yeah. like literally throughout like a six hour trip, I'm like every hour having my crunchy, delicious apple hydrating and delicious has fiber and it's something that like keeps me away from like eating whatever else the fuck there is to eat in the airplane or in the airport so plan snacks and more than you think you would possibly need is my yep. tip so this has been lovely sin you're yep. clearly an expert snack packer i feel like most of our our points were about eating but i just think that like food during travel as an athlete is kind of a big deal one that I think didn't make it on here that I'd like to say is fucking stretch. Like go to the front of the airplane, get out of the car, make sure you're stretching your hips and your quads and your hamstrings. Yes. Is that stuff in the seated position is really, really gnarly long periods of time for your back, for your hips. So make sure that you are getting up and you're stretching for circulation. And when you get to where you're going, put your legs up the wall for 30 minutes for the love yep. of God, whole body will thank you. Absolutely. Those were our bonus points. Do you have any bonus points? Uh, it was kind of the same during active stops. Just keep your body moving. If you're stuck on a plane, walk around, go visit your friend in a different seat, go to the bathroom, even if you don't have to, because it gets yeah. you up out of your seat, stretching your legs, stretching your arms, doing shoulder rolls, doing elbow rolls, wrist rolls, doing forearm stretches, little things like that, that don't require a lot of space. Mm -hmm. If you're driving, I'll even have maybe like a small compact foam roller or just like a little massage ball that I'll put between my back and the seat just to give myself a little bit of a stretch, whether I'm driving or not. Um, you can do that in the airplane as well, especially if you've already packed that in your carry-on, which was one of our other tips. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right, my friends. Well, hopefully this is helpful for you guys coming into tournament season. If you have not checked out our full episode on the three pillars of tournament prep, please make sure you check that out. There's a ton of good stuff in there. We're so excited that in the next couple of months, we're going to be bringing you more of these tandem episodes because I just feel like Sin has so much knowledge and genius to offer that I want to share her with you guys. I'm not keeping her to myself and our team. So yeah, so if you found this helpful, share it with your team, share it with a teammate, take a screenshot of it, post it on social media, tag us in it so we know that you enjoyed it. And if you loved it, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and then leave a comment because that does help more people find this podcast. And we do believe that life itself is a contact sport. Those who touch the most lives win. So we just want you to help us do that too. And we love you guys. And we'll see you in the next episode. We'll see ya.